Hello, my friends, and welcome uh, to another, what do we call this? We call this an episode? We'll call it an episode. Welcome to another episode of Do You Want to Do uh, Devotions? <laughs> this is episode, I believe, number uh, three. So cheers uh, to episode number three of Do You Want to Do Devotions? I'm coming to you today with this fine mug that Kathleen uh, gifted me for Christmas. I don't know if you can see it. It's uh, well, that's gonna be backwards. Whatever. It's from Universal Studios, uh, and so uh, we'll be having some good, strong coffee um, from the mug that Kathleen gave me. Cheers to Kathleen giving me a mug. Um, episode number three. If you uh, if you are new to this, do you want to do devotions gig? Uh, we've got episode number one and episode number two are on the Facebook, uh, the church's Facebook. You can go back and uh, you can go back and take a look. The first one uh, I did, the second one the good Reverend Terry Matson did, and uh, we'll just keep putting these things out there. I think next week we'll probably do several with Holy Week, um, just trying to stay as connected uh, as possible. How how's everyone doing? I hope well. Uh, I'm sitting here. Uh, I'm staring at. So I'm in the balcony of the, the the sanctuary. I thought this backdrop of the windows would be uh, kind of cool. I kind of like it. Um, but I'm sitting here staring down at the sanctuary, and no one is there. And it reminds me that I uh, miss y'all. I miss connecting. I miss. I miss the banter. I miss the jokes. I miss. I miss the life um, that we uh, shared. So. I guess let's get to it uh, with devotions. Uh, I was thinking this week about what uh, we could talk about. Um, and it, it dawned on me, so one of the things I follow uh, is this thing called the lectionary. Uh, hopefully, if you've been going to our, the church by now, you know what the lectionary is, but we won't take that for granted. The lectionary is essentially this three-year cycle of scripture readings. Uh, for each week, for really each Sunday, for each gathering. Um, and so each week, the lectionary gives the church a gospel reading, uh, an Old Testament reading, a psalm reading, and an epistle reading. And those scriptures are, are supposed to kind of tie into the different seasons of the church, so like Advent, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, uh, the Pentecost, um, ordinary time. And it's a three-year cycle that that over the course of the three years is supposed to give the church kind of the big, grand, sweeping narrative of Scripture instead of uh, pastors like me just kind of picking and choosing the text that we most want to talk about. And, and at its heart, the lectionary is meant to form the church as we gather um, for worship. So in my seven years here, we've been in the lectionary probably half that time. Uh, right now we're not. We're in the book of Acts. Uh, but often then in my own kind of weekly journey and devotions, I, I look to the lectionary to form um, my own kind of formation and, and, and liturgies you know, personally. And, and so I was looking this week and thinking about what we could uh, talk about for Do You Want to Do <laughs> Devotions, episode number three. Um, and as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about last week's gospel text uh, for the lectionary. So let me take one last sip of coffee. Let me put the mug down and uh, we'll read a little bit together. The gospel uh, text for this week, and thank you again for Kathleen for that mug. The gospel text this week is John chapter 11, uh, or at least for last week, John chapter 11. Um, it's a familiar story. Uh, it's 45 verses. We are not 
going to read 45 verses because that would take a while. So uh, if you're watching at home, you might want to hit the pause button, go grab a Bible or log on to Bible Gateway or whatever, and read the first 45 verses of chapter 11. Essentially, it's the story of the raising of Lazarus. So Jesus' friend Lazarus um, gets sick. He's told he's sick, uh, and it's bad. And Jesus uh, waits. He stays where he's at for a bit. Uh, and then he talks some theology that sounds kind of weird, kind of crazy. We could have some fun talking about that sometime. Um, but eventually then he goes. And I want to pick up uh, I want to pick up in verse 17 of chapter 11. And uh, we'll just read. Uh, we'll read through verse 37. So John chapter 11, beginning with verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found... Uh, that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Uh, yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is come into the world. After Jesus said this, uh, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher's here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at a place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, and take, take, take this language in, and, and take it in with like all the emotion that was likely packed into what she was expressing. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, they replied. And then the shortest verse in the Bible we get. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? This is the word of God for the people of God, from the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, of course, if you uh, know the story or you read the whole 45 verses, you know it doesn't end there. And, um, we get the raising of Lazarus and, and, and 
and all that comes with that. And we see that that is kind of the precursor to, to Holy Week and, and at least for the Gospel of John, what moves the folks to, to begin to plot. I, I don't really want to spend, um, at least for this time, for episode number three of Do You Want to Do Devotions, um, a lot of time there. Um, yesterday I was spending a lot of time planning and, and, and thinking about things in the church world, which of course, when you do that, you're, you're looking up all the stuff that's going on in the world. And so I was, I was looking up articles, articles about how long this thing is going to go, how long we're going to be uh, stuck in our homes, how long we probably won't be gathering together for worship. Articles about the economy, articles about um, April's here and, and rents are going to be due and where is that going to come from. Articles about the death toll, I, I think yesterday surpassing 200,000 uh, in the U.S., um, pretty bleak articles. Um, I, I was talking with a neighbor outside as they were walking their dog, and and again, this uh, talking to friends who were connected at various levels, um, but talking about how long this thing could go, and speculating it might go on into the summer. And, um, I, I this morning I received a text from someone in the church who has a family member who. Uh, isn't doing well. Last night we were on a Zoom call and talking with some of the folks who aren't feeling well even in our own church. And ah, it just feels, feels bleak. It feels heavy. I mean, think about my wife, Kristen, and uh, working at the hospital and going to the hospital and conversations we have in, in our home of, is there ever a time where you need to stay somewhere else? And, and, and she would ask. And, and I, you know, at this point say, no, I, don't, I can't imagine that. But, but just the reality of the world we're... Uh, we're living it. it. feels so bleak. It feels so heavy. I think it's why um, I think it's why I find comfort then uh, in the shortest verse of the Bible. Jesus wept. Funny, funny story, real quick. I um, uh, when I was a wee young lad, <laughs> just out of NNU, and I. Um, it was first as a youth pastor in a church in Idaho, and, and when you're first, you know, doing the thing, uh, you, you don't just get ordained like that, right? You have to go through a process, which includes lots of interviews, and um, so several times you go before people, seasoned veterans within the church, and, and they, they break you down uh, before building you back up, and they ask you all sorts of questions and theology and everything, and I, I am just wildly wildly bad at those settings. I get so nervous and uh, I, I just have nothing to say. Like I get so nervous. Some of you wish I would get that nervous still when I preach um, so that I wouldn't talk so long. But, but I remember there was one, uh, one of those ministerial interviews where uh, they threw me one of those softball questions, probably because they thought they could tell I was nervous. And so there's one of those softball questions that anybody who is seeking ordination should have an answer for. They asked, so would you tell us about some Bible verses in your life that's speaking to you in this season? <laughs> and I froze. I could not think of a stinking verse. The only, the only verse that popped in my head was this one verse from John. Jesus wept. And so with a straight face in front of these like three pastors who are like grizzled, grizzly veterans of the church, I said, so John, uh, John 11:35, where it says Jesus wept, that's really been speaking to me. And I attempted to BS my way um, through an answer. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but I guess we just did. It's, it's do you want to do devotions? We make our own rules on this show. Um, yeah, 
I was, it was so embarrassing. I'm pretty sure, I, well, I definitively did not get ordained that year. And I'm pretty sure that if there was any chance of me getting ordained, it was that question that, that ruined it for me. But when I say to you today that I find this verse, Jesus wept, meaningful, I don't say it just because it's the shortest verse in the Bible. I don't say it just because I needed something to talk about. But as I think about the heaviness of, of the world that we are inhabiting right now, I find, it, I find something comforting about this reality that the Christ wept, shed tears. He was sad. In fact, if you look in the language of the, the Greek, it's, it's not just he shed a couple tears, kind of like at the end of a This Is Us episode when they do all those things to tuck on your emotions. And so you, you have a couple tears until two minutes later it's gone. But like, this is deep grieving. And, and there's probably even some sorrow and anger mixed in that if you really dive into the language. Like, this is a deep-seated weeping from this Jesus. I was listening to one uh, uh, scholar talk about uh, this text, Jesus wept this morning on the way to taking the boys to, to preschool and daycare. And, uh, and they suggested that if you think seriously about John, so right, John is kind of this cosmic theological gospel. It begins with the deep theology of in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was with God from the beginning. And it goes into all that deep theology, right? This kind of, kind of theology, myself and Terry and Laura, we, we love that kind of stuff. So, so John is like super deeply theological. Um, this one scholar was speculating that when, it, when John writes that Jesus wept, certainly he's weeping for Lazarus, probably frankly weeping some for his own mortality because the, the sign, he could read the signs of where this whole thing was going. But, but one scholar said that <clears throat> we need to remember this is John. This is the picture of the cosmic Christ, that at some level Jesus here is weeping for death. The reality that we die, Jesus is weeping about. Think about that. Think about the, the news that, that the U.S. just went over 200,000 deaths. That I think John wants to say, Jesus wept. So what we see here is an affirmation of human pain, an affirmation of human weeping, of the suffering we are experiencing. So if you find yourself, uh, if you find yourself in this season um, feeling, as some people say, feeling all the feels, if you find a deep sorrow, maybe this week you just might keep going back to John 11.35, Jesus wept. So it's okay. Let yourself feel it. It's normal. It's totally human. It's totally, like, the most human, the most spiritual um, response in a season like this is the response of Jesus, that he wept. And so maybe the most human and spiritual response for us in this season is to weep. There's one other thing I think um, is, is helpful, at least for me and, and for some of us, that in this story we see that, that Mary and Martha in particular, they, they, they live out, they embody this dichotomy of both faith and doubt. There's both this sense that Jesus, if you had been here, so a real struggle in terms of the faith, and also this sense of, but I believe. And if you're like me, the, uh, the farther we go into this, it just raises all sorts of questions about, Jesus, if, if you are here with us, as we say and as we believe, then dot, dot, dot. 
but at the same time that we allow ourselves to express all that we're feeling, the doubts, the pain, we also express a sense of hope and faith. So if you find yourself in this season of weeping and mourning and loss, also allowing some of that to extend into your own kind of faith and, and questions about God and where is God and what's happening and how, do you, how does your faith that has been so strong um, reconcile all that's happening in our world, I just want to give you permission to express that, to express the questions. It's totally normal. And you can be a person that both expresses all the questions you have and holds on to a deep-seated faith at the same time. Those are not mutually exclusive. It can be both. And in fact, I think the scripture paints the picture that it's part of being in the inner circle of this Jesus. To be a person that both in our humanity expresses all the questions we have and also expresses the deep-seated faith we have and hope that God is at work. So my friends, I miss you. Um, I love you. I cannot wait until the time we can get back together. May you in this season find time to deeply weep and mourn and grieve about all that is going on. May you find time to allow yourself to express the real questions and doubts that all of this is bringing up in you. But at the same time, may you hold on to the hope that this Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Thanks for joining us on episode number three of So You Want to Do Devotions, Grace, and Peace to you today, my friends. Take care.